Hi, I'm Scott Thompson. The LRT in the hammer, back on the rails. Could it be true? It looks like it. It's all coming up. Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. 900 CHML, I'm Scott Thompson. The brilliant Will Erskine back at the station keeping the Scott Thompson home show between the rails. Yeah, feel yeah. Thank you, Rock. Uh, feel free to uh, jump into the conversation. We would love to hear from you. Did the days just not get wackier as we go through this? I mean, unbelievable. Anyway, uh, I'll try to stay between the rails here. LRT is back into the discussion, no doubt, to move our attention away from the fact that we have no COVID nine uh, COVID nineteen vaccine. But who cares? We'll take it anyway. Here's what uh, CHML's Ken Mann had to say. The province has submitted a revised 9-kilometer LRT line from McMaster University to Gage Park for funding through the federal government's Investing in Canada Infrastructure Program. The estimated total cost of such a project is $2.5 billion. Flamborough-Glanbrook Conservative MPP Donna Skelly says her government is standing by its $1 billion commitment. A billion dollars only builds uh, a few kilometres. In order to make this a viable project, we need another $1.2, $1.5 billion, and that has to come from the federal government. How City Council will respond to a shortened LRT line is another unknown, but Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger says he's cautiously optimistic about getting the project back on track. Ken Mann, 900 CHML News. All right, there you have it. Uh, and the discussion is on again. My goodness, as I said in my commentary, if we don't get something built soon, the only thing we'll be able to afford is a little wee one that goes around the park with the kiddies on board. Let's bring in Joseph Mazzanelli, Leona International Vice President and Regional Manager of Central and Eastern Canada, and is with us now. Joseph, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well. I am. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So your thoughts on where this discussion is as of February 10th. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm uh, optimistic, as always, and I've been accused of being worse than optimistic, but uh, I, I have a very high level of confidence that this project is going to be built. Um, I have had uh, discussions with uh, provincial officials and federal officials as recent as yesterday, and uh, I think that we're going to have a great LRT that's going to run from McMaster University right through to Stony Creek. So when did you hear that these rumblings were back on, or for you, they've never left? They, they've never left. I, I think that, uh, you know, when the announcement was made uh, last year by uh, Transport Minister Mulroney, um, there was, a, a, a you know, information that was tabled by the province um, that, you know, quite frankly, had overly inflated uh, the numbers, you know, had uh, operating costs and a whole bunch of other stuff in there over the long term that quite frankly had spooked a, a number of folks at the pro- provincial level uh, on whether or not you know the project was viable. And I think since that time, I think folks have, have, have had an opportunity to look at uh, the viability of the LRT line. Uh, we've had a panel here in the city that got together and analyzed it as well. Uh, the federal government has been doing it as well. And I think that the stars are, are, are aligning uh, where they have uh, looked at the numbers and it's, and it's viable. I think what we need to do is, is get uh, both levels of government, provincial and federal, uh, to uh, commit 
their funds to the project and then have the private sector, which we are a part of uh, with our pension plan that is anxious to invest in the project as well. And so I think if you get those three groups together, there's no reason why um, this project can't be built. I know that the federal government today just announced another 14 uh, point something billion dollars for uh, transit as well. And so, uh, you know, the funds are there. Uh, All levels of government are looking at shovel-ready projects that will stimulate the economy because of the pandemic that we're in. What better way to stimulate the economy than to invest in a multi-billion dollar LRT uh, in the greater Hamilton area? Uh, the pandemic, Joe, a big part of this, as you said, getting back, uh, getting I- building infrastructure, people working, this sort of thing. Has this helped the discussion? You know, I think so. Uh, I think that uh, uh, the pandemic has, has forced all levels of government um, that that something needs to be done in order to stimulate the economy. And in fact, most economists are, are, are pretty optimistic that when we're in a post-pandemic mode um, that we're going to see a boom uh, right across the country. And, and we need to make it happen. It's not going to happen on its own. It's going to happen because of projects like the LRT, um, where the governments and the private sector are going to invest billions of dollars that is going to create economic stimulus, not only in our community, but in an ex- you know extended to a number of communities right across Ontario, in our case, uh, because there's supply chain issues, you know, folks that that, that are going to uh, uh, supply materials to the site as well that are not only in Hamilton, but are outside of the Hamilton area that are going to um, uh, benefit from the LRT being built, the sewers, the fiber optics uh, that are going to be built along the line. And then, of course, the other thing that a lot of folks aren't looking at is the long-term commitment by developers that are going to build uh, condominiums and uh, commercial properties and and rental properties uh, along the LRT line as well, uh, which is going to create uh, additional income for the city and for the province and for the feds when it comes to taxation as well and development fees, et cetera. So, you know, this is a domino effect that will take place here uh, post-pandemic um, that that will stimulate the economy. And then again, uh, my my members that are going to work on that site and members of, of other unions and other workers that are going to work on the site, when they go home and they get that paycheck, they're going to be buying refrigerators and television sets and stoves and and cars yeah. and and everything else. And 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 so those businesses that sell those products will benefit from it as well. So this is a, a, a domino effect that will have a, a fairly dramatic effect on the economy of not only our city, but the province and the country. It seems, Joe, that this uh, this project was going one direction prior to when, uh, obviously, Minister Mulroney came in and, and, and killed the whole thing. It was taking one direction then, and it seems to be taking a different direction after that announcement. And by that, uh, what I mean, and you mentioned this, Joe, the different levels of government that are working on this and the involvement of the private sector, people such as Leuna. Um, why were those discussions not have in the, not had in the initial uh, phase of all of this? It seems we wouldn't have got to where we are. Why didn't we all start doing this at the beginning? Well, I think that that is a, a uh, interesting question. 
one that I don't have the answer to. Um, I can, you know, speculate that, you know, information, improper information was available at that time, information that now is available that, that um, you know, highlights the, the viability of the project. At that, at that time, going back a year or two, I, I think that the politics at that time interfered with, with uh, uh, proper decision-making. I, I think you just have to look at, you know, city council and Hamilton and how divided it was uh, on the issue of LRT. That didn't help us as well. I mean, if you're a provincial government or a federal government and you're looking at uh, a very soft support for the LRT in Hamilton, I'm not sure I want to give billions of dollars to a community that doesn't want the project anyways. So- Boy, is that is that ever a reality check? Um, what about, are you concerned about Council Joe? Because again, as you mentioned, I can't, you know, my goodness, I remember talking to former Premier Kathleen Wynne about this and her laughing saying, yes, it's going to, you know, we're giving you the money for the LRT and still we were we were bickering about it. Are you concerned what, what Council's going to do with this information? Well, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't concerned. I think I think that we always should be concerned about politics when it comes to these kind of issues. Um, I, I think we're beyond that, though, now, and I would hope, I would hope that the city uh, councillors uh, have embraced the fact that, that we had a referendum on the LRT, uh, which the referendum was very clear that the citizens of Hamilton wanted an LRT, um, uh, we have a provincial government now that is on side with the LRT. We have a federal government that's on side with the LRT. Uh, and, and we have private sector funding that's on side as well. And so uh, there is really no reason um, for, for city council to be reopening any of the old wounds of the past with regards to, to uh, light rail. So let's get on with it. Let, let's get all levels of government and the private sector um, moving forward, we are, and it looks very promising that everyone is moving in the right direction in light of the announcement that was made yesterday by the province that this is a high-priority project, and the federal government's announcement today of the $14-plus billion for, for transit. So I have a high level of confidence that we're beyond that point. But politics being politics, yes. Am I concerned? Absolutely. I, I, I would never diminish my concern about the politics surrounding this project. What about the changes in the route, Joe? Uh, we've obviously got a smaller version here going from Mac to Gage Park as opposed to Eatsgate Square. Um, the longer we debate this, the shorter it gets? I, I I don't think that that is the LRT line. I think that, that what the province has said is that there are phases to this project that are are dependent on the commitment to funding. And so um, we have never veered uh, from the original project, which is from McMaster University to Stony Creek. Anything less is not viable. And I think that, that the province said that in their comments yesterday, um, that uh, the, the, the only viable solution here is to go right to Stony Creek. But what they did say, that it depends on the funding. So what, what they said is that the province committed only a billion dollars and no one else committed any money to the project. The only thing that could be done was to build an LRT to, to Gage Park. That's what they're saying. They're not saying that that is the new project. 
And so if you take federal dollars, which we hope are coming to the project, and then you insert the private sector funding investment into the project, the project must be from McMaster University to Stony Creek. Uh, on the construction side of this, Joe, how does it get built in sections? Do they start at each end, work to the middle, work go from the middle, work out? How do they do this? Uh, how will this so, obviously envelop the city? So my understanding is that uh, if we can look at it in, in a phased-in approach, it would start at McMaster University to downtown, would be um, you know where it would start, and then continue going east. Uh, all the way to to Stony Creek. So, um, you know, the first level of disruption, if I can put it that way, because folks do look at it that way, would be from McMaster to downtown. And while we're doing that, you know, the rest of the uh, engineering and and, uh, any kind of expropriations and anything else that need to take place um, would take place during that period of time in order to commit to the rest of the line that goes all the way down to Stony Creek. So, um, it would start at the western part of the city and move east. Uh, how much uh, has this delay costed us? And obviously you can't give me a figure on that. But, but um, you know, are we starting from scratch again? Um, is it a case of, of taking over where we left off? How much does this stoppage disrupt the project? I think that this is still a shovel-ready project, probably one of the uh, most shovel-ready projects in the country, actually, because, you know, we we had gone out to tender um, up to a year ago. A lot of engineering has been done. Um, The project is basically ready to go. There's no question about it that this is probably one of the the most shovel-ready projects in the country. As far as costs go, I think those clearly have to be uh, renewed uh, because, you know, the pandemic has created some some cost factors as well. When the ch- supply chain and, you know, num- number of supply uh, chain items have gone up in price as well. And so we really do have to, you know, look at cost again uh, within the envelope of, of, of money that's available, obviously. Um, but, you know, certain things have gone up, and so we really have to look at that again. But that's not an onerous uh, exercise. I mean, those are things that can be done very quickly. Um, getting companies to, to bid on this work can be done, you know, fairly quickly as well. So, look, at yes, we need to make up some time because we did lose a year uh, here of construction, um, but it can't be a, a, any better time to do it because we've got a pandemic if we would have started a year ago, there would have been disruptions anyways because of COVID-19. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's timely now. We're, we're, we're going into a period of post-pandemic, hopefully, uh, because of the uh, um, uh, medication that's available and, 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 and all of the progress that's being made and numbers that are coming down. So I think that if we go through an exercise for the next several months of getting this project uh, bid, and then, and then getting a shovel in the ground sometime probably early next year, I think that's timely because, you know, at that time, you know, COVID should be hopefully uh, behind us to a degree, and we'd be moving in the right direction to start construction. Last question, Joe. Uh, the cost to Hamilton taxpayers, that's always been a concern, especially with the councillors. Anything to, to add to that? Well, uh, I, I think that this new formula 
that's being discussed between the provincial government, the federal government, and the private sector, uh, I think bodes well for the city of Hamilton uh, and, and for taxation as well. The costs that are associated with uh, or for uh, citizens of Hamilton would be operating costs in the future on operating the line and and, uh, um, and keeping the line going. Otherwise, the construction costs um, uh, the way that the project looks like right now, uh, will the burden will be on the two levels of government, federal, provincial, and the private sector. So as far as Hamilton taxpayers, and I happen to be one of them, uh, I think that we have minimized now the exposure uh, uh, for the LRT to, you know, to, to be a burden on taxpayers in Hamilton. So the waiting game, I think, has helped in that respect. Um, so that, you know, Hamilton taxpayers are not going to be burdened with it as much as they were initially uh, two years ago. Hmm, the time is right. Joe Mancinelli with us, Leona International Vice President and Regional Manager, Central and Eastern Canada. Joe, thanks for the time as always. Much appreciated. Good luck. Be well. Thank you. Pleasure. Oh, man. You know, there's nothing like uh, a nice, shiny train to take us, our minds off the fact that there's no vaccine coming into the country. Uh, and, of course, uh, the Fed's announcing uh, transit projects all the way across the country. Uh, I've seen the mayor of Edmonton on and, and, and various uh, other mayors across uh, across the country as uh, it's good news as we start to... Uh, as we start to invest in our infrastructure post-COVID-19. Uh, anyway, the phone lines are open. Let's whip through a couple of calls here. Nick is on the line. Nick, what are your thoughts on the LRT? Yes, uh, my thoughts on the LRT is that uh, I've been dead against it right from day one. As a taxpayer, um, I don't think people realize, uh, I was listening to you talking to Mr. Mancinelli there. In the end, uh, you asked him a question as far as uh, any cost to the taxpayer, and there would definitely be cost to the taxpayer. As far as the operating and the maintenance of it, the taxpayers are going to pick up that cost. Do you think there's any benefit to the taxpayer? Pardon? Do you think there's any benefit to the taxpayer? Is it a good investment? No benefit whatsoever to the taxpayer. Um, The HSR has been doing a great job in this city as far as the buses. Uh, The 20-year plan was the BRT. I think what we should have done is purchase more buses. And as far as being shovel-ready, I could tell you many things that are are shovel-ready in this city. The infrastructure as far as roads and sidewalks, they're shovel-ready. But nobody's done anything about that. Our housing in this city, that's shovel-ready, if you want to call it shovel-ready. Well, again, Uh, I I don't think – I think your definition of shovel-ready, Nick, is a lot different than than what project managers might be. Uh, Again, you know, everything you're talking about, Joe – or, sorry, Nick, sounds great, but they're not really – they don't provide a big return for your investment. Don't you think this is a worthwhile infrastructure investment, like a a stadium, like whatever? Okay, so uh, people get on a bus. It costs them $3.25 to ride a bus. You get on an LRT, and it's going to take you. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. I mean, Gage Park. I mean, this all right, is Nick. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go here, Nick. We know certainly know what your opinion is. Nick says no for the LRT. Says it's all a complete waste of money. Doesn't want to invest the money in the city other than as something like a BRT. I totally get that. Tony, uh, thanks for the call. What are your thoughts on LRT? Well, I'm 
kind of against it because, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the HSR does a job on the on managing it, and we don't need a, met, a MetroLink for a secondary uh, management uh, section that the, we have to pay their wages uh, to run the uh, rail. One of the other things is that they they were planning on I think it was 18 kilometers going down to uh, Mac from Mac to uh, Eastgate. Now you're going to run two lines. Pardon me, two lines at nine nine kilometers each. So they're going to get the same amount of uh, mileage out of it. But uh, it's going to we're going to uh, in some way, shape, or form be hooked on uh, some of it. And one of the other things is that they're pushing it right now because these. Uh, speculators, as far as buying the property along the line, uh, are going to lose their shirt if they don't get something done with this LRT. So that's one of the reasons why they're pushing the living bejesus out of this uh, LRT. All right. Thanks, Tony. Lou, you're up next. Lou, what are your thoughts on LRT? Oh, I think it's time they put this LRT monster to bed, Scott. Um, I hate to be the third caller in a row against it, but uh, it's ballooned out of control in the last two years. It was originally a one million, one billion, one point two billion dollar project. Then they got the Ford got the billion, but now they're looking for another billion and a half from the federal. But it's going to be an estimated somewhere between what two and a half to four billion dollars, and there doesn't seem to be any value in this. They, they could have had the uh, the BRT was three hundred million dollars and seven hundred million dollars for other projects, and um, I just can't believe. It. I thought Ford was gonna. I can't <laughs> believe Ford came on board with it again. Uh, all right, uh, Lou. Thanks for the call. Uh, I'm sorry, Lou. Um, I'm sorry, Will. I didn't get the name of the next caller. You go ahead, Victor. Your thoughts on all of this? Uh, good afternoon, Scott. Uh, I am one hundred percent for LRT. You had Martin, Marvin Ryder on your show uh, quite often actually but you had him on your show pre-covid about this subject and he said something that resonated with me and i hope it resonated with a lot of your listeners we don't need lrt now but we will in the future so it just makes sense to invest in the project today that way in the future when the city does become a city of a million it's already there we don't have to uproot them all everyone's lives up then uh, I agree with you 100%. Thanks for the call. Much appreciated, Victor. Um, you know, I- I've been doing this in this back in the city uh, for 15 years at CHML. I was at 195 for 10. And these are the same old stupid arguments that we've been hearing for 25 years. Hamilton is sitting still while the rest of the province grows up around them. And it's really only the renaissance that we've seen in the last couple of years that's shown people what the potential of this great city is. And honestly, I would suggest that those are the the naysayers and they've got valid points. But just get out of beyond the city's borders and look what Ontario is becoming and how Hamilton has been left behind because it takes one step forward and two steps back. How many examples do we need? The link, the Red Hill, the stadium, and now LRT. Can we please just keep up with the rest of civilization around us? It's not 1973 anymore. And as the last caller said, you've got to look beyond your own needs and those of your kids and your grandkids. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. Will Erskine back at the station keeping the Scott Thompson home show between the rails. Hmm? 
Uh, we're going to go with this because uh, lots of you want to chat. So as long as you want to chat, we'll put you on. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Uh, obviously, lots of chatter around LRT. It is back on the table again. Let's bring in Casball. Casball, uh, uh, your thoughts on where we are and, and all of this. Oh, I, I don't know why we need an LRT that just goes from Gage Park to the McMaster's campus because we already have bus routes that can do that. And the whole all right, let me interrupt you right there. Let me let me interrupt you right there. That's the first of phases. Usually, when these things get built, they add extensions on them. That's the whole idea. It starts as one thing, then it adds a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. So, uh, you know, as uh, Joe Mancinelli said, that's just the initial stage. But go ahead. Well. The city has a horrible track record of actually finishing projects. The um, Simmons Field was on generators for a long time after it was completed. It's, I mean, I don't have faith in the city to actually pull off like a multi-phase project, especially when this money could be put towards the public bike program and um, revamping our, our buses, among other things. Like, I just don't think it's a reasonable use of our resources. So how come you don't have this faith in the city for anything like that, but you do those other projects? Because... We already the buses are already set in stone, and they're kind of essential. And then it's just we just put some funding to, to actually keep the bike program going. We don't need to buy new bikes or anything. We're just um, increasing budgets. All right, Casball says uh, no LRT, just more bicycles. Uh, I remember being to Amsterdam; they got both. Uh, let's bring in Tony. Tony, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I say yes, LRT, just because the infrastructure underground. Like, that's yes. half of your costs. We have water mains downtown Hamilton that are made out of wood. Now, these things are over 100 years old. If the government's willing to pay for the infrastructure underground before they put the LRT on, I say go for it. That's uh, one of the big arguments. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Steve's on the line. Steve, what are your thoughts on LRT? Yeah. Um, I I don't have any qualms. Neither you have it or you don't. We're going to leave the area in two years, so I hopefully we'll miss the taxation. But the thing is, are you going to put somebody in there that drives these things that's going to be in a union? I I don't want to be held for ransom every two years like the teachers do. All right. Thanks for the call. Much appreciated. Dave's next. Dave, what are your thoughts on LRT? Dave, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, sorry, Scott. Um, yeah, I've always been in favor of LRT, and uh, you know the cities. You know, they took all a lot of the stuff out my last segment, but the cities I worked for a developer, and the uh, uh, city's growth rate projected over the next twenty years. I mean, it's not a matter of uh, if we need a LRT; it's only a matter of when. Let's do it now while we got people on board to help us pay for it. Uh, the growth of the city is it, we we need it to progress as a city. I heard the same arguments about the expressway. This is what really got the city was rolling when they put the expressway in. So this is another catalyst to becoming a modern, progressive, growing, prosperous city. The ambitious city, Dave. The ambitious city is when I was growing up, and I want to see it that way again. People forgotten about that. I agree with you 100%. Uh, it's amazing how one step moves forward and two go back. It's Always uh, the way, yeah. but let's end it now. I agree. All right, let's bring in Joe. Hi, Joe. Are you there? Idea. Yeah. I'm Sorry. Here. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. The population in Hamilton don't support an LRT. You look at Toronto. 
how many people are there and how many are here. They need to spend the money on what needs to be fixed. Look at this side of the mountain. It's falling apart. It's been, what, five years? That's where they need to spend the money, not on LRT. Can't you do both? Can't you do both? No, they said they they don't have the money to fix it. They do not have the money to fix the side of the mountain. It's been like that for so many years. I don't understand. Also, if you look back in in history, the population of Hamilton has been 500,000 roughly for the last 30 years. We haven't expanded. Like Toronto. Look at Toronto. All the buildings going up there. There's nothing going on in Hamilton. Why do you think that is, Joe? Maybe because it's some of our backwards thinking. No, it's the politicians' backwards thinking. Hold on a minute. The politicians' backwards thinking. That's where the problem is. I, so I, I don't understand. Are you for LRT? Hang on, Joe. Are you for no, LRT or no. not? You're not. No, okay. they need to spend it where You want the mountain fixed instead. All right. Yes. You know what, though? Uh, you know, I'd hate to see that we get all of our, our you know, our infrastructure money is, is putting towards maintenance that will be done anyway. Because I don't think the mountain will fall on top of us anytime soon, Joe. Thanks for the call. Let's keep going. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Joe says, prepare the mountain rather than build the transit. Ron, what are your thoughts? Hello, Scott. Yeah, Ron, go ahead. Hey, uh, I got some friends on King Street. I'm not going to talk about that. Anybody that wants this train should take a drive to Kitchener and see where the obsolete train runs up and down on ugly streets. And uh, you can't make a left or a right turn for miles. Everybody that's for this train should take a trip to Kitchener and see how that works. All right, Ron. Thanks for the call. Brian is on the line. Brian, what are your thoughts? Scott, how are you? Good, you? I think... I'm okay. I think the biggest thing, I tell you what, from a person who used to live in Hamilton and now lives outside of Hamilton, I think the biggest issue with this LRT is the fact the city's split between the upper and the lower city, and the decision's always going to be split on this, because the people up top don't see the benefit of an LRT downtown, and you'll never be able to link the two together. And it's you're always going to have that split there, and and whether it's the population or whether it's council, that split's always going to be there, and this this argument's going to go on forever, and it's never going to get built. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> your your point about the different levels of the city that is uh, that is certainly accurate. Uh, Sean, what are your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, good afternoon, Scott. How are you? Good. You? Yeah, I'm good, Scott. Thank you. Um, I, just my comment. I you know I continue to hear callers speak about the fact that the population is growing, and I I think that's a great thing. But I, I think the uh, the area that probably needs to be serviced more so is the is the mountain. That is obviously where the uh, the um, growth is. I understand that, but you know uh, I've been around long enough and lived in in enough cities across this country, from Calgary to Ottawa, including the great city of Hamilton. Uh, you know, to tell you that uh, the the if you don't have a strong city center growth, you have no suburbia. Any cities where the the, the central core has been uh, allowed to to rot out, um, it it just affects the rest of suburbia. If you don't have a strong city center, uh, you don't have anything. Uh, You've just got rows and rows and rows of houses. I, I, I certainly do believe that there are certain issues, as one caller suggested, that will not be solved simply because of the geographics of Hamilton and the fact that there is an upper city and a lower city, uh, you know, a mountain and a downtown. So, you know, I think there is some validity to that. 
Um, but it, it would be sad to see one not progress at the expense of the other or vice versa. Uh, anyway, a fascinate. Uh, go ahead. You want to finish off? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah sorry, Scott. I just wanted to uh, suggest the fact that, I, you know, I mean, I've, I've been a Hamiltonian most of my life. And I mean, the growth I see is, you know, is that Hamilton is becoming a bedroom community for uh, Toronto and the greater Toronto area. So, I, you know, I just don't know how LRT is going to really service the Hamiltonians. Uh, you know, I would, uh, you know, and I'm surprised to hear you as a Hamiltonian say that because as a person who is not a born and raised Hamiltonian, and as I said, I've lived from, you know, Calgary to Ottawa, I would never say that Hamilton is a bedroom community. Um, there is only a handful of true old cities in this country, and Hamilton is one of them, and Hamilton will never, ever, ever ever lose that identity so you know all this bs about toronto and ma, 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 ma. and again i remember politicians 20 years ago saying it's only a matter of time before the wave of the population comes through uh mississauga oakville burlington dundas hamilton right around the corner and all the way down to niagara and they will not be bedroom communities they will all be vibrant places with their own personality and what have you. But for those to say that Hamilton will never progress or Hamilton, Hamilton's going to explode. It already is. My goodness, since the time I've been here, I can see it explode up in the mountain and all of the rural areas. Uh, my goodness, it, it, the town is exploding. The city is exploding. And anyone who, who wants opportunity in Canada knows the, uh, the, the possibilities of Hamilton. So I absolutely, and I'm an outsider. I absolutely refuse to believe that this is it for Hamilton and na, 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 na. I think that's BS. Hamilton is a vibrant city and will only continue continue to grow and, and prosper as Hamilton and not a bedroom community of anything. And again, there's nothing wrong with Toronto. We love Toronto. They're another great city down the road. But guess what? Down the road from Toronto is another great city, and it's called Hamilton. And it's time we started freaking acting like it. And it's time for people to get outside of their boundaries of their city and look at what's going on in the rest of the province and the rest of the country. And Hamilton will succeed despite itself because of pure population growth and geography. Sooner or later, the politicians and the people that stand in the way of progress in Hamilton will be gone and the newer generation has been moving in for decades we've seen it and it's only going to continue to grow keep pushing forward hamilton the scott thompson show weekdays from noon to three on 900 chml